0: I the feeling i need a little taste of home 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 just a little taste of home
1: hello everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is our review of the menu i'm christopher Schnacy. and i'm steven miller and if you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week in the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you Um, Or at least now we are catching up on a bunch of things that have come to a theater near you Um, Yeah, it's been a little while since we have been uh, here recording the podcast You know, it's only been a couple weeks since the last episode technically aired But uh, it's been probably like two months since we've actually recorded something
0: It feels like yeah, I don't think we recorded in the month of November at all. I think that's accurate It's uh,
1: so it's been a while we might be a little bit rusty But there's a bunch of things that we did want to try to talk about. We obviously won't um you know we won't be able to hit everything that uh, we may have seen over the course of these last two months but uh we wanted to at least highlight a few things that you know might be interesting to talk about um and uh yeah and we're starting with the menu which uh, i think it's probably safe to say that we were both pretty excited um to see this film it was one of the ones that i oh, yeah. was playing before
0: Alamo was selling Everything. this one hard. Alamo yeah. really wanted everyone to know the menu existed. I'm glad they did because I don't know that I would have if not for Alamo. <laughs> yeah, really.
1: But yeah, so I was excited to see it. Um, this is a film about a highly exclusive chef and uh, the establishment that serves these series of patrons. So, obvious question I have to ask you, Steven. Are you the problem with modern food
0: uh, delivery services? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I am. Um, so th- there's a bunch of ways I could be the problem with modern food services. I'm I'm gonna say. So I watched the the menu the day after I got back from my Thanksgiving travels. In those Thanksgiving travels, in the span of ten days, I went to two michelin-starred restaurants and another celebrity <laughs> chef tasting so by the time i arrived to the theater the menu i immediately felt like oh this is about me i'm the problem this is all about me i did take photos of many of the dishes um but i didn't do it in a douchey way <laughs> of course naturally um but yeah i mean it obviously this is
1: uh this is a film that uh you know it's 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 maybe uh skewering to use <laughs> A food uh, term, I guess. Um, yeah. The the high class dining establishment thing. I know that's something that uh, you're you're fond of. Uh, you know, maybe in spoilers we can talk about uh, which characters we <laughs> we right. both identify with the most. Um, but we we will get there. Um, yeah. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we get started, Stephen?
0: Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I well, I guess what I should ask is, what did you eat while watching the menu? Because that seems like a very important <laughs> question. I,
1: so i was I was very excited because I actually saw the menu um, the week before it came out. Alamo was doing like a special one night screening, and I was like, "They have to have some special menu for this of right course. Um, and it turns out they just have their regular seasonal special menu for whatever 's going on, and the only like actual meal meal thing that was on that little special menu was like a shrimp sandwich, yeah. and i didn 't want to spend any time computing in my brain the uh, you know, logistics of trying to eat a shrimp sandwich um, okay. in the dark. So Are you imagining
0: I, tails in the sandwich?
1: <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know what I'm... Like, I like the protein in my sandwiches to sort of be, like, constituted together in some sort of mass that, like, you're tearing apart when you're eating, you know? Like, I, I, right. want, I want to eat my sandwiches caveman style. Yeah, you and, want your
0: sandwiches bones and all.
1: <laughs> yeah, bones and all, which we'll, we'll get to later. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I was like, you know, I have to have something off the special menu, so I was like, I'm, I'm just going to get the spice popcorn. <laughs> That's what I'll go with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to order it, and uh, lo and behold, no spice popcorn left on the menu. I couldn't get it. So uh, I just ordered, I, don't, I, I probably ordered my usual Caesar salad with fried chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second time I saw it. I ordered a different thing, but maybe we'll talk about that in spoilers.
0: Yeah I assume it's a spoiler what you ordered. I also ordered that off the bat not knowing anything about the movie So I felt pretty pretty good about myself (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the problem (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah, this is gonna be a fun one to talk about what do you say Steven we just dive right in let's do it All right, we're gonna take a listen to the trailer for the menu and then come back and give everyone a review
0: is that gonna fit everyone? Ah,
1: easily, 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? Twelve fifty dollars a head, that's how. What are we eating, a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouthfeel of the Minionette.
0: Please don't say mouthful.
1: Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible.
0: Welcome to Hawthorne.
1: Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. They gel? We gel!
0: He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us with them this menu the pictures they're of us this guest list how do they get this it's not good this entire evening
1: this this is just theater it's stagecraft we're
0: leaving now has been painstakingly planned this is real
1: isn't it what the hell is going on
0: we now offer you a 45 second head start Okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for.
1: Get out of my way.
0: It's all part of the menu. It's
1: okay. No, we're gonna
0: die today. Yes, we are. Happy birthday to you. You told them it was my birthday? funny about three hours ago.
1: Alright, so that was the trailer for the menu. Um, so reading from IMDB, the young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish meal with some shocking surprises. Stephen Miller, what did you think of the menu? Um,
0: I absolutely loved the menu. Um, this, we called our shot, I believe in our recording of triangle of sadness, if, but maybe it was just going to text Shane <laughs> after watching triangle of sadness. Uh, the menu is 100% the movie triangle of sadness, wishes it was, this yep. is a brilliant takedown of the upper class, you know, of people who want to be seen, enjoying a thing who want to believe themselves to be people of fine taste and esteem, but don't actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, it is just incredibly detailed, for one. Um, you know, it is very clear that whoever wrote, you know, the people who wrote this movie or first came up with the story have done their fair share of fancy tasting menus and have <laughs> either felt out of place or at least in the moment been like, gosh, we would look like such assholes if anyone could see what we're doing right now. Um like everything from the mouthfeel of the mignonette to the way they over explain every glass of wine to the idea of having an elaborate narrative that weaves all the dishes together to I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say the word granola. Like everything is so 100% pitch perfect yeah. as to what the, you know, ridiculous fine dining experience is. And I, I've happily done plenty of fine dining in my life i enjoy these restaurants i do get a lot out of them and i also think they're very silly and i think when a person is telling you about which side of the hill in a region of italy i've never heard of the grapes grew on it 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 is very hard not to feel like okay this is all a little bit of a facade you know not just a Um, single
1: vineyard a single row of grapes yeah
0: (laughs) and i think like this movie is i don't think this movie is skewering high cuisine this is skewering the type of people who would eat it as a status symbol basically like like i don't think this movie is making fun of what ray fines chose to do as a career it is making fun of the sort of people who would attend that restaurant who slowly eat away at your soul um and i think it does such a damn good job of that i mean it's the kind of movie that is like the elevator pitch wins everyone over it's very rare for me to find a movie that does it where you just explain the premise and everyone's like oh hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) that's gonna be so good um and what really impresses me, though, is how thoroughly it commits to the premise and how perfectly it kind of escalates. Um, yeah. Many times while watching this movie, I thought, oh, shit, you just revealed too much to me. Now you deflated the tension. Now I know where you're going to go. Why didn't you wait to tell me that till later? And every single time I'm wrong, every single time it knows what it's doing. It knows how to level up on itself. Um, it is it's so brilliant while also being approachable i mean like this movie is the snobby tasting menu with the like amazing story the amazing idea of how it'll proceed where you look back and go oh my god that was such a complete experience and it is also the humble crowd pleaser that knows when to just give you the goods give you a juicy moment you know it does both so well at the same time and i think the key to that is Ray Fines who honestly i think should get a like best actor nomination for this role <laughs> i'm sure he won't but i think he is so goddamn good in this kind of like twist on his grand budapest hotel <laughs> character but but yeah ray fines is just so so good in this movie um Anya Taylor Joy, I think, also does a great job at what she is meant to be, which is kind of the outsider looking in, the audience surrogate, the person who like doesn't know how to fit into this role. And Nicholas Holt, man, talk about characters who are like a hundred percent revealed in the trailer and yet are such a joy to watch over the course of the movie and how they kind of mutate and how our understanding of them changes. Um, yeah, I just I love this movie. I had the biggest dumbest grin on my face. The whole time I was watching it. And the longer it went on, the more I was like, is this one of my favorite movies this year? And I think <laughs> it is. I think it is just hilarious. Uh, so that is what I thought of the menu.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been excited. For the you know, this film the menu for as long as I've been seeing the trailers at Alamo, um, you know I always had this weird uh, sort of scared feeling that it, potentially this this trailer was giving so much away because it seemed like we had You know, we know that Margot's not supposed to be there. We know that like things are going awry for all the guests who are partaking in this meal um, and we you know, we know it's sort of this this uh, thriller, you know, like you know teetering on the edge of like horror type film of what's happening to the people going to the restaurant But the trailer actually is very very good at not revealing what's really really going on the motivations mm-hmm. behind it And really what is going on with this character of Margot. Um, and, and I I was constantly just surprised by where it was going and like the literal nature of what it's trying to say about certain things and like You know, it's, it's fun every moment. Um, I've seen this film twice now and the second time was actually a very very rewarding uh, rewatching because there are there are bits of dialogue at the beginning of the film the way certain characters react to certain scenarios that are suddenly being put in like even before all the craziness starts happening and just getting to see the clever way characters speak about people in the service industry and like Mm -hmm. you know relative to like how they're interacting with the other guests and like there's just something very very fun to like go and rewatch it and be like oh yeah it's it's clever the way they're playing at these different ideas and concepts of these characters before going on Um, but it just yeah I I just thought this was incredibly fun Um, you know you said that uh, you know this is the film that um, you know that uh, Triangle Triangle of Sadness like wanted to be to me it almost feels like somebody somebody watched the film Pig (laughs) and was like yes but What about, like, you're not really hitting this aspect of it hard enough, Mm -hmm. and I want to do something a little bit different with what you're doing. (laughs) It feels like, like, it feels like a
0: pig while watching this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, seeing a double feature of this and pig back to back would have been pretty amazing. Um, You know, they're not, they're not technically linked, but I feel like thematically, they they both say something Mm -hmm. about, you know, what, how fine can you take fine dining before you are losing the best part about the meal, which is. Eating the meal and being with people Mm -hmm. uh, You know that you care about and and I think that like the way this film sort of, you know Yeah, it's scaring different things But it's also really just talking about like what happens when you do something for so long You could be the best at doing that thing But at some point do you lose the love for the thing you're doing? And are you like if you get into food because you want to Like make people Enjoy the food if you, you slowly make it harder and harder for people to enjoy the food then mm-hmm. what does that do to you? And and are you really at the height of your game if you can't even just do it for the true love of it? And I, and I really really enjoyed the way um, This film played with that idea and also the reveal of you know, like obviously, um, you know, whatever the trailer just said It's like 12 people or whatever right um, mm-hmm. sitting down to eat dinner and the way it plays with the little journey that each group each little pairing or a group of people is at the table and why they are there um i yeah. thought was really just a, like a, a fun a fun clever way to like pull these people in and make you just be like yep like there, there's a great moment um, which we can talk about in spoilers where people are all trying to decide for themselves amongst each other why them and why then <laughs> and Chef yeah. just asked somebody a simple question about themselves And then makes a statement about whether or not they deserved of uh it's funny because
0: that is that is simultaneously like one of the i would say like easiest pot shots in the movie and one of the times i laughed the loudest yeah
1: yeah like it's it's not it's not it's not saying anything specific there but it's just it's executed so well Mm. and the deliveries in that moment are so great that it's just like all right you know golf clap. this is this is amazing
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, th- this movie, I should really remember the name of it, or have just googled it right before recording. But the movie where the newlyweds go to the house uh, of like her rich now husband, and they're playing like a hide and seek type ready game. Ready or not, that the- ready or not. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. um, I this also it reminds me of Ready or Not, but it has so much more kind of cutting insight to. Tell like like the trailer at first makes it seem like oh this is another one of those it's like an eat the rich comedy and it like it is but it is so much more specific and you know you mentioned pig and i agree that technically they're very different but thematically they're linked and i think this movie beneath all of the wild comedy and kind of extreme heightened thrillers of it I think this movie does actually have a pretty big beating heart and soul like I think Race yeah. Fiennes makes it actually very interesting and I think this has more in common even emotionally with pig than I would have ever expected when I started watching the movie like yeah. I think the we'll talk about it in spoilers but I think the end of this movie is not only like the just grand escalation of all grand escalations it is also kind of emotionally beautiful and i I don't know i just find it uh i think this movie just pulls off a magic trick i think it's just amazing that you can be that much of a crowd pleaser while also being that much of just a ingenious idea that you execute without compromise like it i don't know how they pulled off both at the same time It, it honestly just was a wonder to me to watch this movie Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I I think it's, you know, there are lots of times when, you know, there's a trailer that looks good. You go in and see the, see the film and you're like, hmm, didn't quite deliver on what the trailer said. Maybe I still like it. Maybe I don't. But I feel like this is, it's exactly what the trailer uh, gives you plus more and, and more interesting. And I, and I think that, you know, like I, I loved, I loved it both times. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's something that I'll probably revisit in the future just, uh, just for fun.
0: Totally. I I also, and then we'll get into spoilers, so I won't say too much here, but I think this is almost two movies because there is the movie that the trailer promises you, which already even thinking about that is just like a gratifying movie experience. Like it's basically the, the heightening of the girlfriend is with some douchebag who's way too into food and it's a nightmare and she wishes she could get out but she has to pretend to enjoy it right like that's kind of like the comic exaggeration of the trailer that this movie is going to be is like that taken to nightmarish extremes and this movie both makes you feel that and then also by the end has pivoted so much that it is 100% not that movie like that is not the statement that it's making and both just work really well like I, I feel like it would reward a second viewing because it is basically multiple movies glued on top of each other <laughs> and I think it just does it brilliantly yeah All right,
1: so I I assume we're excited to talk about some spoilers. So for now, uh, Stephen, let's just go ahead and give a non-spoiler verdict for this film. If you were going to even say must-see, record with a caveat, wait for until past the caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
0: Must-see. I think this movie is so much better than it has any right to be. Like, if this had just been a good satire of fine dining, I, having just come from a 12-person seated restaurant like four (laughs) days earlier... um, (laughs) would have found it hilarious. Um, And I would have been completely fine with the kind of B plus, you know, see it and forget it version of this movie. And it is so much better than that. Like this movie is so good at delivering on the premise and also heightening and changing the premise. I I just think, I I think it is just an incredibly good movie and there's nothing quite like it. So yeah, big, big, big fan of this one.
1: Yep. Uh must-see for me as well. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I've already I've already said it a few times, but I was, <laughs> it was amazing both times I watched it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think... I, I don't know if this is even still in theaters, um, but I assume like everything else this year, within a few weeks, it'll already be available on premium VOD. And I think everybody should uh, go ahead and give it a watch because, um, you know, whether you're into food or not, this is a very entertaining film. And I think there's a lot for everybody to enjoy in it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, in just a moment, we will get into full blown spoilers. But for now, let's say goodbye, Stephen, for everybody who hasn't seen the film yet. Um, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
0: Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com
1: people can find me at chris or twitter.com slash chris you can find the podcast over at the where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so in overcast stitcher apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found if you want to know the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com spoiler warning facebook.com slash the or instagram.com slash the warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the dot warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site Music for this episode will come from a track selected from Artlist.io, so hopefully you are enjoying that. That music is going to fade up, and when that music fades out, um, we'll be in our second course for this episode, (laughs) where we're going to be talking full-blown spoilers, so watch out. All right, we are back this is the after part of our review of the menu we are talking full-blown spoilers Stephen miller where would you like to get started are we going straight to the end or we want to build our way up there the way the film does
0: god i don't even know i, I don't even know how to build up to it like this movie just left such an impression by the ending t- let's start at the end and then we can just jump around to our favorite parts of the movie right. i guess um so this movie is basically. It is building towards something that I would say is actually similar to the premise of The White Lotus as well, which is like the difference between the the people who give and the people who take, you know, the, yep. the I, I forget the servers and the eaters. I don't remember what language uh, he uses in this movie. Um, but basically what it shows by the end is this has been elaborately planned as the sort of. Suicide, homicide, last meal for everyone in attendance. <laughs> um, Rafe Fines and all the servers know that they are going to die and they have constructed this meal that way. Um, and all of the guests are destined to die, most of whom because they have a kind of specific connection to the chef that he wants to... It it isn't even, like, revenge. He has ascended beyond that. He's saying, like, look, we're all, we all know we're garbage. Our lives are useless. Let's, (laughs) in a blaze of glory, make one useful thing out of our destruction. Um, And it does indeed end in a blaze of glory, uh, in them all (laughs) becoming a s'more, (laughs) which... I honestly thought the visual representation of that was kind of beautiful. Like the movie made it. So by the time the flames are coming and everyone knows what is happening, it it, it almost to me felt like humanity when global warming kills us in like four and a half years, um, <laughs> looking back and being like, hey, we deserve this. Let's in this one moment just like reflect on who we were. Yeah. Um, well, no, I don't know. There was something that felt so cosmic about it to me. <laughs>
1: That's one of the best parts, too, because, like, the one moment where, like, people think they might be able to get out. Um, you know, you know, he, he, he says something to, to all, all the patrons where he's like, you know, while you're over here thinking about if you want to do anything, let's try to remember that none of you ever tried to escape. <laughs> like right. There's this idea that they all know they deserve it. And they've, mm-hmm. they're sort of just resigned to being a part of it now. <laughs> like, yeah, I know there's a previous dish called the mess, but like they are in the mess now, and they they are just like, yeah, he, he got us. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. this, like we're 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 all in it now, and we might as well yeah, be part of the Yeah, They just know they should thing. die. Yeah.
0: Because even – and it's funny because that's one of those things that, like, when I – first of all, when I said this was both conceptually brilliant and also pleasing, obviously, I think this is a tasting menu and a burger, right? Like, that's the that's the <laughs> metaphor there. Um, and the, the tasting menu version of this movie, like, that is only trying to be high hoity-toity or whatever, you know, if I was viewing it as that, I could say what the movie just said. They could have tried to leave – a bunch of times you know yeah. the way margot realizes she can leave at the end feels a little obvious and like something you could have done like if i wanted to approach it on that level i could criticize that but i think all of those things the movie indulges in letting us see margot's means of escape you know letting us live with these people feeling like they can't go anywhere like that makes it such a fun movie like it it gives all of those things even if it is sacrificing perfect character motivations and then in the end it comes back and comments on that in a way that also makes their unrealistic motivations be funny and a part of the movie and I, i just think it it weaves together the crowd pleaser and the brilliant tightly scripted comedy so well <laughs> and yeah. so it, it's the kind of movie where even what i would say are like semi plot holes made me just love it more because it loops back around and talks about the plot holes <laughs> um, it kind of just i don't know it pulls off a magic trick
1: yeah um so yeah i mean sorry i i, I interrupted a little bit uh, just to talk about the resignation of, <laughs> of the people yep. in the restaurant but did, did, did you have anything else to say about about that um a- as the ending swelling
0: um, I, I mean, just that it, it it is the culmination of so much ridiculousness. Like, l- like okay, the the movie just ups the ante every time, right? Because yeah. it starts with the mignonette. mouth feel the hoity-toity something weird is going on here feeling that the trailer kind of gives you Um, and you kind of think a movie like this is gonna live with that for a while and maybe make it a question until the very end as to whether anything truly nefarious is happening or whether this is all in Margot's head right that to me that would be the kind of obvious way it ramps up is maybe like halfway through the movie the first quote real thing happens and now we're off to the races Instead, you know, after that preliminary course, uh, there is a first dish that is just like a dish out of triangle of sadness, you know, like a kind of like <laughs> r- ridiculously goopy looking thing that is very cool, but not actually appetizing. Um, and then is the bread dish where the bread dish is the not bread. You know, yeah. you you don't get bread bread is for the working man bread is for people who create things you're not worthy of bread yeah yeah. and the the awkward laughter there and the like Ooh, the chef is doing something interesting but also where's my fucking bread i like luxuriated in that meal i I thought that was so good and then the mess comes after that right and then you're like in a full-on fucking horror movie and i just think they pace it so well yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Like, like the you know, I, I think that one of the things that's so great about that, the bread part, is because obviously the bread is funny for the audience, but it's like yeah. that's when we start to really get the personalities of, of all the individual tables at the restaurant. Because when they first yeah. right, uh, show up, you know, you have like the rowdy tech bros, um, you have like the actor and his assistant, you have, you know, the... Maybe the main couple that we're following you have the older couple like we, we we are obviously stereotyping these people as they arrive And we think we know their yeah. whole character But then like this is the moment where like everybody's kind of like huh, yeah, but for real like the the, the bread though Right, and then that's when every, yeah. all the walls come down and everybody lets their true self shine And like everybody is trying to throw their weight around everybody's trying to like figure out what's going on um, and, and I think that like that's when, even before anything that causes real tension, that's when, like, it's like the metaphorical Dutch angle suddenly happens, right? Where, where you're like, okay, yep. something is off about this. And, like, I love, too, that, like, Margot is sort of the audience surrogate through this, right? Where she's just, right. like, saying the way we're supposed to be feeling and pointing out the things that are wrong. But I think, in general, what I really love so much about Margot's character is what is, like, is us slowly learning the mystery of why, why she didn't belong there and mm-hmm. what that actually means in the grand theme of, you know, like the Holtz character like literally says like, oh, the whole point of the dinner is to figure out what his theme is. You won't know till the end. <laughs> and, like, yeah. That's like he's, he's, he's pointing at what the entire film is going to be for the audience, which is like, mm-hmm. we know it's this takedown. But we don't actually know the extent of the takedown or what it actually means. Like if you just watch the trailer, like maybe at some point you think they're going to be getting served guests that were there. You know, like you, yeah. you could go all over the place with like what kind of slasher horror film you think this is going to turn into. But like, I don't think most people are going to guess exactly, exactly what you, you get from this film and seeing how everybody uh, has to be there. But yeah, so, so Margot's character. What I love about her is, obviously, when she first shows up, she's not used to being at this type of dinner. But you assume that they are maybe a new couple. You know, he keeps talking about how he's at the restaurant with the coolest girl in the room and all this stuff. You just assume this is like new dating thing he's trying to show off by taking her to this Mm -hmm. fancy thing. Um, And then over the course of the film, we learn that, you know, not only is she not supposed to be there, but she is actually... Like she is an escort that he has hired her to be there on his arm for this meal. And then it's like when you rewind everything and go back the way she talks about, like, what do you care about how you behave towards somebody who you're paying to, like, give you a service or give you some sort of experience? And like you start to see like the way she sees service industry people and the way she sees herself and the, the role mm-hmm. that she's playing there. Then they have conversations about, like, you know, th- there's a scene at the very, very beginning where, like, he's telling her about how much, like, so few guests because it's, you know, $12.50 ahead or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she's like oh, well, it's your dime. And, like, in the yeah. context of that scene, you're thinking, your dime is in you're paying for the dinner. Cool. But no, right. he's literally paying her to go eat the dinner that he's also paying for. So it's like, they, they keep playing with this idea of Constantly talking about their relationship and their existence together. That's already one level of deepness of of her Her response to what the people at that restaurant are doing for them as people going to it But then on top of that you find out that like hey everybody here tonight is going to die and then you're like, okay, that makes it even worse. Like when he went, when, when, when um, you know, everybody keeps coming around and, you know, asking whether she's with them or with, you know, with the, the patrons or with the, the people at the table, like she doesn't know what that means. <laughs> she finally mm-hmm. finds out what it means. That's already has a level of oh shitness because she wasn't supposed to be there. She doesn't deserve what's coming to her the way the other guests do. But then on top of the fact, when it's revealed later on in the film, that nicholas holt knew that everybody at that dinner yeah. was going to die and brought her there because he doesn't give any fucks about her and he just wanted to partake in this one meal because they don't have tables for one like that right. is where it's it's like it just builds and builds and builds of this relationship and this mystery of why she's not there and why it's important and then when that final little domino falls you're just like holy shit, this is this is brilliant i, I really enjoy yeah. it yeah
0: no totally i mean i think the way our understanding of Margot evolves and the way our understanding of uh, Nicholas Holt's character named Tyler evolves, I think are two of the kind of master strokes of the movie, because like you said, Margot, I rewound in my head once we learn she is an escort and all of those beats, you know, her talking about what he's paying for and like he should demand what he wants. And, you know, all of that of her kind of like taking the customer's always right side in those moments. The awkwardness of them using someone else's name to greet her on the dock and the way she has an argument with Tyler where it's like, you can't talk to me that way. Those all kind of morph, you know, in your head. They work still perfectly, but they morph, you know, after you know that their relationship is not the one that everyone kind of thinks the movie is, which is the nightmare of being with your, like, douchey boyfriend and having to pretend to like a thing that he likes that you think is stupid, you know? Like, yeah. it, it is just so much deeper than that. And even when that reveal happened, it took me a while to connect the dots of, like, her relationship to the service industry and the terrible people, the terrible customers and all of that. And I, I, I just thought that was really brilliant. And then Nicholas Holt, like, talk about how he can play... The arrogant kind of prick who seems unaware of what he's doing. The comedy of his obliviousness when terrible things are happening. You know, the mess goes on and he's the only one who is like eating happily <laughs> yeah. after that. And he just wants to comment. And, you know, his question is whether Bergamot is in the dish when everyone else, you know, wants wants to know what is going to happen to them that night. Yeah. That plays so well just as a comedic character of like a heightened satire of someone who's too up his own ass and then when it turns out it's a pure heel turn it also works great for that too you know like it just fits both so well
1: yeah and and his his comeuppance in the film Mm -hmm. uh, is definitely (laughs) it definitely feels like the most fucked up Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like you came here to die that's fine but to be utterly just Devastatingly humiliated, Mm -hmm. and then just off off yourself. It was just that, and the way he's like, just everybody come witness this amazing chef cook this meal. Oh man,
0: that was it was it it was so good. Non traditional -traditional chopping styles. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was great. And that's the thing. This movie like gives you what you want, right? Like it it gives you the takedown of the asshole. It gives you the line about like, you went to Brown. Did you have student loans? Yes or no. You know, like it, it gives you all those things that are just like juicy, gratifying moments. And then it does it with this weirdness and sense of reverence. You know, like that, the way Nicholas Holt dies is very fucked up and it is obviously all building to him being, you know, humiliated again. But that moment when he like, puts on the chef uniform and is finally able to cook and then he takes the criticism at the end and puts it off and it it feels like he's in like a cult or something like it feels yeah. like a like religious moment is happening the whole time and my, it,
1: my, my favorite part about that is you know it starts with chef giving him the jacket he still doesn't know at this point like he thinks this is like wait I, i'm 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 getting it I, I i recognize the thing i have the Paco Jet or whatever it's called. <laughs> like, he's just, he's, yeah. he's so excited. He puts on the, the chef's jacket. And as soon as he's like, let's customize this for you. And he just starts sharpening on it. That had to be like, oh, something is wrong. <laughs> like, mm. Why would he be sharpening my name on the front of this this chef's jacket? And it's just like yeah. the way things slowly, he just starts to get like more and more nervous. He's like, that scene goes on for so long in the best possible way um yeah and and yeah i i oh, so good so good
0: <laughs> but yeah but yeah every guest is really very fun to watch right like i loved watching the critic and her assistant or confidant or whoever he is yeah. talking about the dishes and the kind of the snootiness and them trying to find things to criticize about each one and the the power move of there being the broken sauce and then the chef sending her like a giant thing of broken sauce <laughs> oh it's yeah, good times it's, just, it, it's all great yeah,
1: I, I think John Leguizamo's reveal, too, for why he's there.
0: He's yeah. It's also...
1: That's the one that feels like the most comedic because it's the
0: least biting. It's just mm-hmm. like... Uh,
1: yeah, you, you, the movie you were in fucking sucked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had one day off in months and I watched your fucking movie. It, it's funny. Him and then the, uh, the woman that he's with is the one who went to Brown. So they yeah, both, yeah. I would say, have the most, like, kind of silly... <laughs> Reasons for being there. Yeah, but yeah, everyone deserves to die. And I, and, I, and I do love too that
1: it, it slightly sub- subverts the obvious joke of like she deserves to die because she went to Brown, but no, she deserves to die because she went to Brown and has no student debt. <laughs> so yep. it's like that's the thing that makes her have to yep. die. Like, oh, it was. I had I had a good good long chuckle both times.
0: <laughs> totally. Now, now I'll ask you thematically. I know plot-wise how Margot escapes like how she manages to leave. Why do you think she is spared? Like, do you, do you feel that there is some grand realization that Chef has that makes her not worthy of dying beyond her just exploiting the customer's always right aspect of this or her being the one who sees that the emperor has no clothes and knows how to ask for what she really wants?
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't take it as either of those I took it as like the whole reason why all these people need to die and why he wants to die is because everybody collectively in that room is responsible for ruining the art of food preparation right like Mm. there is no joy left in what he is doing anymore and all the people in that room took that from him not only does she not belong there Um, though he kind of half decides that she does once she actually tries to escape and doesn't like just go with what, what, or not, not, yeah, she, she basically betrays the trust that he bestowed on her. And then that's the point where he wants her to die. But the funny thing about that is like, even if she had not tried to betray him, everybody there who was there quote unquote together was also going to die. So, but like the whole thing he's trying to do is this is the ruin of the art that I loved everyone who ruined it, including myself and all the people here who are part of that need to die not only is she not part of that group but she gave him the thing that he wanted before he died which was to cook with love again right like it's mm-hmm. it's purely it's not just she she just asked it's, it's not a uh equilibrium thing <laughs> where you can get the gun away from a Grammaton cleric by asking him for it like that's not yeah. that's not what the reveal is the reveal is that like you and i see each other which we'll get to in a couple weeks when we see avatar 2 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, hey, make me something that I'm going to send me back to where I was when you were as old as you were in the photo when you used to cook and things. Right. And it's like yeah. it's this transi- transactional thing of like I cooked again with love and that scene works so well for me. Like I <laughs> like right. hey. it's the ratatouille moment. Yeah, but but it's not it's not even it's like a it's it's different it's, it's not quite a rat it's a reverse ratatouille moment right
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like uh, ratatouille that moment is not for the chef it's for the eater um and in this case it the the thing is for the chef and the eater is the thing that asks the chef to make it to allow them to have that experience and for me mm-hmm. like you know obviously the music is doing very very heavy lifting in that scene yeah, yeah. but like. Uh, you know, I I, I want to jokingly say not not since bones and all have I teared up at uh, ground up meat. Um, yep, <laughs> but I didn't tear up in bones and all. Mm. <laughs> but I but like this this, uh, it, this was it was like watching another film that we may have referenced earlier where it's like yeah. watching somebody prepare a meal makes you tear up just because you know what that yep. meal means in the context of what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it's purely a. A, like game recognized game but also I'll mm-hmm. give you a gift if you give me a gift and the gift is getting to live um, mm-hmm. but I mean I'll, I'll let you kind of respond to that but then I have a kind of a follow-up question along the same uh, along the same line of questioning
0: yeah well like I would just say I I definitely agree with that read I would say the movie is telegraphing that of all the plot twists that get telegraphed this one with her seeing his photo Back when he was happy making a burger is, I would say, the closest to a like, oh, I know what's going to happen in the end. And that's one where I'm glad it just gave us what we wanted because it it works. You know, they execute yeah. on it so well. It, it literally um,
1: gave us the cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It gave us the cheeseburger. Um, I, I just feel like the way Ray Fines plays that character in this moment, he is beyond thinking. He is like on this. He's not an automaton where you just ask for the thing and then he does it, but it does feel like he has like transcended just normal human logic, and now he is just like a conduit for the fact that we're all going to die, but you have to have the perfect meal, you must have the perfect meal because I'm the perfect chef. and it, yeah I, I don't know his character there is so messy to me, and it doesn't feel like in that moment he has snapped out of it and broken beyond that. It kind of feels like a transcendent thing was given to him and he doesn't even know how to explain it. But then when she gives herself an escape hatch, he he lets her take... I, I just can't tell how much of it is conscious because he plays it so much like he has lost his mind at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, he, it's he sort of has...
1: He has literally transported himself back in time and he is yeah. acting as he would there. But it's also like... She she ordered off menu not only is she not part of the menu that he created but now she literally ordered off menu and Like it's I don't know everything about it feels transactional, but it, it just it feels like That was the last thing that he needed to do before he executes on it because even when he goes back into <clears throat> All right now it's time for everybody to die <laughs> He is still it still feels like he hasn't come out of that state yeah. right he's still not on autopilot but he's still like I instead of dying miserable I'm dying happy right so it's kind of like he's yep. even more invested in what he's trying to do um which is kind of like how I read it in that moment yeah now the follow up question that I had this is not this is not really a nitpick and it's not sorry I shouldn't even say it that way it's not even a nitpick I'm just it's a, it's a thought experiment which is you know, he is on his own already capable of creating the perfect menu, right? On his own. But he that it's not perfect because it doesn't doesn't have a point, right? He's just doing right. it for for people who don't appreciate it and blah blah blah. blah. So his his way to overcome that is to create the actual perfect menu, which is to kill all the people that ruined the love for what he does and die in this right. place, right? There what was the plan? Like, I, I mean, I know in the menu is for only the people who are there, but it's like, even in the world where Margot gets away, you know there's no way that Margot goes to the police, police and says what's happened, right? She just goes about her life and, like, appreciates that she made it out and eats more cheeseburgers every day. Right. What... Is his thing it's his thing is actually like a black hole that sucks everything into itself and then doesn't exist anymore, right? (laughs) It's not Mm -hmm. it's not a grand statement that teaches the world like it doesn't know it's for them. Yeah It's just for the people in that room. So it's like part of what is wrong which causes him to make the menu is that his menus are not accessible to anybody other than the people who can come there and the thing that he does as his ultimate menu service it's still
0: not accessible it's still an exclusive 12 person <laughs> yeah. person experience That is, that is interesting i didn't think of that i feel like that's a flaw in his plan i feel like that could have been another way that she would escape is by pointing out that he needs the menu needs to be available to everyone
1: <laughs> and then he just turns which i Alex guess he murders everyone
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a fair point i did it I'm going to I'm going to elevate it to nitpick. I think it's a, it's a valid nitpick. <laughs> it's just something I'm pointing out. You're nitpicking
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now next follow-up question. How much are we ruining movies?
0: <laughs> Do we want See, I don't think we I I think if we were deconstructing shot by shot and being like, "Ooh, the way the camera moved there was, you know, uh, that was derivative of such and such or whatever, maybe we could be, you know, like the, the stickler critic who is just out to like complain about everything could be. But I think I think we're mostly sharing in the love of movies on this yeah. podcast, so I don't think we're ruining them.
1: And, and also, to be fair, in the context of what food criticism is portrayed as in this film, There has never been a film in the history of films that the spoiler warning was responsible for tanking at the box office.
0: (laughs) True. Definitely not. No. so Or helping at the box office, or even moving the needle beyond... (laughs) I'm going to say 10 tickets, maybe? (laughs) Oh, Stephen. Stephen.
1: That is not true, because you and I both single-handedly helped out uh, the film uh you know the 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 memory the what what is it called the the one the one that's only playing at a few theaters period every week
0: <laughs> oh oh yeah um uh... <laughs> god my brain stopped working
1: memoria Mem- memoria memoria Memoria, yeah yeah that's a film that like anybody who buys a ticket is single-handedly moving the needle <laughs> that <film>. that's true
0: <laughs> you're right yeah we did it we did yeah. our part we
1: didn't make anybody else do it <laughs> <laughs> but I also didn't care for
0: that movie at all. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I wonder if there are any movies that we like substantially made a dent in. I like I, I wonder how many more people how many more people watched like State Like Sleep <laughs> because we reviewed it. That is true. We got surprising a lot of hits. <laughs> no, yep. it's because no one else liked it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we really. Or or we really or, or, waved the baton. Or was it Hotel Mumbai or whatever? What was the movie? Yeah. Yeah, sure. we maybe got a lot of people that not watched that one. <laughs> that, it, it's Hopefully still... not with their babies in the audience. <laughs> yeah. But no, we're good we're good people. We're Yeah. Um, we're not ruining anything. When I when I go to tasting menus it's it's in a in a cool way. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, let's see. Um what, what
1: was your favorite looking uh, meal that they had in there?
0: Hmm. Uh, honestly, before the performance art aspect of it, the mess looked pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> they show like a plated kind of red meat thing. And I'm the sucker for red meat. You know, Yeah. That, so are you supposed to pull
1: the bone marrow out of the little like neck, the neck
0: uh, piece, the little bone? I guess in that moment, it, se- it seems like it was prepared where you were supposed to pull it out like that. Yeah.
1: I think for me, the thing that looked the most interesting from sheer complexity was the, we're eating the island dish. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, where it's like on the rock with all the plants. But that's one of those things where like, my my definition for how fancy a meal is, is whether or not I think I'm allowed to eat everything on the plate. <laughs> like, yeah. like when you set it down and I have to go, it, it's like the actual food equivalent of which fork am I supposed to use? It's like, am, is... Is that part... Am I, do we eat that part? Do I... Okay, yeah. okay, cool.
0: That one did look very good, and it reminded me of an actual dish at Atelier Cren in San Francisco, which is cool. The the plating where it's like like an art piece on its own, right? That yeah. That like, looked pretty nice. I will say the most uh, reminiscent dish, and this was by a wonderful chef who was not, you know, making us feel terrible, but <laughs> when the bread dish came out, I remembered... Mere five nights earlier, I ate a dish that was called everything but the bagel, which was a deconstructed, (laughs) lox. But instead of having a bagel, it put lox seasoning on like a a, like crisp type thing that would be next to it. But in that in that moment, it seemed pretty funny (laughs) because it was basically that idea. But then the next dish was like a Parker House roll, (laughs) so like he, you know, we got bread. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's pro- probably going to do it for this review. <laughs> yeah, think so. All
1: right. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed that, and uh, you know, go 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 enjoy a, a nice cheeseburger or something. <laughs> All right. Talk to everybody Knock later. Knock yourself out. <laughs> bye bye.